Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. Hey, RJ. Oh, hey. What's happening? You know, you got your Motion W on today. Going up on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Flipping handsome man right there. Uh, comments from Rogers coming up, but real quick. I started the show talking, um, you know, a, a smorgasbord of everything, but I did start with the Wisconsin Badger uh, basketball team. Sure. RJ, I saw this uh, on the Twitter sphere. This comes from a guy who covers Indiana, Nick Osterman uh, on Twitter. He says, Indiana's losing streak in Madison crosses a milestone this season. Quote, it has now lasted so long there is, for the first time, not a single scholarship player on Indiana's roster born before the Hoosiers last won in the Wisconsin Capitol on January 25th, 1998. Which means they have never won in the Kohl Center. <laughs> that insane. Well, their last win came in the Fieldhouse. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Talk about now the Kohl Center dominance uh, is very well known. It's it, in the what last year, a couple of years. We've there's been a couple losses. We're like, damn, that's not pretty good. But overall, Wisconsin dominates. Yeah. At the Kohl Center, so much to the tune that Indiana have. Yeah. Sure right. They've, they've never because the first game. Was January seventeenth, nineteen ninety eight. What did they say? This was uh, January twenty fifth, nineteen ninety eight. Okay, so they've never won in the Kohl Center. Yeah, that's remarkable for Wisconsin. Yeah, for Indiana, that's in- that's embarrassing. Going on 20, 22 years, they, <laughs> they have not won. Insanity, dude. In Madison and have not won in a building that's 22 years old. For the first time, not a single scholarship player on the Indiana Hoosiers roster was born before the Hoosiers' last win against Wisconsin. That's, mm-hmm. They say in Wisconsin's capital, not, you know, at the Kohl Center, obviously. In Wisconsin's capital, Madison, Wisconsin. January 25th, 1998. So does that mean they've won other places in Wisconsin? No, I, I just I don't I don't I don't know why he worded it that way, but maybe just because he didn't want to say Cole Center. Or... Well, have they played like UWM in in Milwaukee or Green Bay in Green Bay know. or Marquette in Marquette? I don't know, but that's pretty wild to me, man. Uh, so crazy. Let's see here. Uh, and then an Indiana fan said, "I remember when Bob Knight's Hoosiers defeated Wisconsin thirty-one consecutive times because mm-hmm. there was a while there were uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we don't have to. Hell, there's a movie about it." You don't. We don't have to go too far into Indiana of uh, the prestige of what oh, they once had. And that's about high school basketball. No, that's true. It's but just then called Hoosiers. But then Bob Knight came in and just ruled with an iron fist. Yeah, literally with an iron fist. Yeah, you know, he would choke you. He would throw a chair at you. He would body you. He would do anything. But he would win too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. RJ, you're a coach. Would what? I mean, would that kind of coaching style fly now? Some some of those. Would that coaching style like, fly? No, absolutely not. But I didn't mind the th- the chair throwing. I thought it was funny. That was like one guy who got choked, and then it turned into like <laughs> this is one guy. It turned into he does it all the time, and people are like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Were you in practices? <laughs> you you saw him hit and and choke all these people? It happened on tape once, and you think it's happened every time? Yeah, the guy he, he was feisty. The guy talked you down. The guy. Broke you down to build you back up, and more people than not say they're a better man because of Coach Bob Knight. Some of that old school loving. Yeah. Some of that old school loving. You know? 
Uh, I just I just typed in Bob Knight controversies. Knight was once arrested in Puerto Rico following a physical confrontation with a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds yeah, about that, right. That's just some old school oven right there. Okay, he's uh he's just trying to you know inspire people by throwing chairs and maybe choking a player. And hey, there you go. There it is. I'm excited for the game tonight. I mean, though. he's just trying to get his point across while throwing the chair. Yeah, and the, he was the refs uh, weren't listening to him, so he got their attention. Yeah, and he was rewarded with a ejection. Yeah, we're out of here. You're done. The double technical. Bye. Goodbye. I, I just love the old video of it. It's like grainy. It's got yeah. like the low definition. At the time, there was no thing as definition. It was just that's what it was. Yeah. The little low D. Got and the old school like <laughs> classroom chair that doesn't have the desk attached to it. Oh, yeah. It's like that cheap plastic. The, like little kind of bucket yeah. chair. Incredible, man. Um, yeah. So Indiana, uh, last time they played Wisconsin, Indiana almost got a win at the Cole Center, but it was double overtime. Wisconsin uh, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand, hand grenades. grenades. Well done, RJ. Uh, well done. So Bobby Knight, <laughs> um, I just, I'm just curious. Brett Jasper's now chasing Bobby Knight back to his chair. And He's we got, got technical. Right there. There's the team. <laughs> technical against the bench and against Bob Knight. Oh. Oh, he's stewing. Steve Reed, an excellent free throw shooter, will have the honor of shooting the technicals. Look at here. Look at here. Bobby <laughs> Knight just threw his chair. Clear across the free throw lane. He doesn't even look that mad. And I think uh, Fred Unbelievable. Jackson. Unbelievable. He picked up another team. Oh, now he's losing it. Oh. Now he's losing it. Oh, man. Now he's losing it. And now Fred Jaspers has called for athletic director Ralph Floyd. Fred Jasper's talking to. Uh, well, he was just—he was just kind of just—he was just walking back and forth, and he looked pretty calm. And then all of a sudden, he picks up a chair, chucks it, and then starts losing it. Aaron Charles Rogers. I saw a little uh, article, RJ. Yeah. With Big Ben having his uh, being his last year, he's going to retire. CBSSports.com front page. Ranking the top seven Steelers quarterback possibilities for 2022, the number one option they have is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's talked high praise for uh, of uh, Tomlin, and, Tomlin and, the, and the organization as a whole. It's like the Packers Ownership, of the East. Uh, the Steelers coach, are like the Packers of the whatever. East. They got yeah. the they got the awards. They got the trophies. They got the uh, prestige. Mm-hmm. Prestige worldwide. Prestige worldwide. You know they got uh, they got a lot. So I don't know. Uh, well, I'll talk about it a little later. But right now, sp- focusing on the present, because if you focus on the past, you're doomed to just you know always dwell on it and never move forward. If you focus on the future, you're always going to be wondering you know what's going to happen. And you got to focus on the present. Correct. And right now in the present, because that's the only thing that you can kind of control, is Aaron Rodgers and that pinky toe of his. Yep. He was on the Pat McAfee show, Aaron Rodgers. Number 12. Yeah. Hopefully another MVP and Super Bowl winner. Aaron Rodgers talking about that fractured pinky toe. And uh, apparently he got a second opinion. So he went to the doctor here in uh, Green Bay that's renowned for his his, his foot taking care of. You know, what is that? Uh, podiatrist. Mm-hmm. His podiatry. And then he went up to L.A. to another podiatrist to get a, uh, a word. And kind of the, the thing... That they both had to say that both opinions were the same. So Aaron Rodgers talks 
about uh, seeing two different doctors. Take a listen. I wanted to get a second opinion on my toe. We got an incredible doctor uh, here in Wisconsin who many people across the country will send uh, you know their, their issues to, you know, foot, ankle, toe, whatever. But I think it's always important, regardless of what you're interested in, of getting multiple opinions on the subject, especially when it comes to medical things that you might not be an expert at. So I went out and saw uh, fantastic doctors out there and uh, had some good conversation. Uh, I did get some great information about my foot. There was nothing really uh, revolutionary. There was uh, no mindset change or anything. The, the biggest key is rest. I wish that there was another one of these weeks so I could you know, get 14 to 21 great days without doing anything. But, you know, the toe is, is improving, and uh, we'll see uh, see how it feels later in the week. And you mentioned if you got surgery, your your toe would be immobilized. Is Would that be for how long? For the rest of the season. They put a pin in to prevent any further displacement of the fracture. So that would immobilize my toe. That's, uh, you know, that's not option number one or two, I don't think. But... Um, if things were to progress or get uh, get much worse, then that would be uh, something to uh, avoid any further further damage. So Aaron Rodgers getting multiple opinions on that toe. Uh, you know, no really new information, right? Just kind of kind of chill, let it rest. And he said, "I kind of wish there was another bye week so I could have more time to heal that toe." Well, you've seen Aaron Rodgers take time off in practice and then come out in games, i.e., you know, what seventy percent of the Minnesota Vikings game. I know the Packers lost, uh, but especially in that second half, Rodgers balling. And then in that L.A. Rams game, Rodgers was just electric, uh, leading the Packers to that victory at, at Lambeau. All right, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. Giving me a little insight into the mind that is number 12. Now, in case you've been living under a rock, when Rodgers had the Rona, was on the 10-day quarantine, that's when he did something to his pinky toe and fractured it. I don't, I'm going to go on a limb and say he's walking around, stubbed it on something, and pretty good and busted it up. Rogers then um, getting treatment and different opinions. We had the comment just a little bit ago how he's talking about it's always good to get uh, multiple opinions, especially when it comes to medicals and your body, uh, when things you don't know, and to just never settle for what one person says and go out there and you know get multiple opinions. He did just that, going from Green Bay and their renowned uh, podiatrist and then going out to L.A. with their doctor as well, a uh, doctor out there in L.A. And they both kind of said the same thing, those two doctors, is you basically just need rest. you got to let it heal up. Roger, in the first comment we just heard, Last segment talking about how he wishes there was another week for bye week. And boy, don't we all, because we'd like to hear the likes of Jair Alexander, you know, Zadarius Smith, David Bakhtiari back. Uh, Rogers also making comments on David Bakhtiari. But before we get to that, let's do one more comment from Rogers. You know, surgery was on the table, I guess, for his fractured pinky toe. Sounds like he's not going to do it. Um, if he did, he have to put a pin in it and his toe would be immobilized. For the rest of the year, here's more from Rogers on if you would have surgery or not uh, on a Monday after a game. That's the, yeah. Well, I mean, the floor is not a not a doctor, but he is a close party to the situation. He stayed at a Holiday Inn once. Uh, I think any decision that's made uh, would be one that allows me to play. Um, I'm not going to miss any games. I've obviously played with much uh, bigger injuries, uh, different parts of my body, and uh, this, although it's a small. Uh, Pinky toe, it's definitely painful and, and uh, creates some issues, but I'm not going to miss any games because of it. Uh, the, to me, you know, I just didn't think it made sense. I needed a Dr. Bob. 
uh, Anderson, um, you know, to do surgery right after uh, a game. So we wanted to give it a week to see how I felt, and uh, it's definitely feeling better. And we're hopeful that we can get to the end of this week and, and be feeling really good and, and maybe uh, kind of get on the other side of this thing. There it is. Hopefully it breaks on through to the other side. Mr. Mojo Rising. So, yeah, so Rogers did say in the other clip, RJ, that if he uh, – if it got hurt worse, then they would put a pin in it and it would be immobilized. But he's not going to be missing any time, game, yeah. game-wise. Right. Game-wise. And we've talked about this before, RJ. Yes, we have. How many times have you heard someone say, yeah, I broke my foot? And they're like, well, you can't really do much about it. Just got to give it rest. It's time. Like, it's like outside of putting a pin in something or screwing something back in place, <laughs> uh, you'd be out of commission or it's like, you know, maybe wrap your foot a little tighter and deal with the pain. Yeah, tore it all, <laughs> which isn't good for your heart. Well, I, I'm talking about in any situation with a foot. I mean, it's it's how much pain manage. It's rest. How much you can manage pain? Rest time and how much you tolerate pain. Yeah. Now uh, Nathan called in last time. We were talking to Ronnie a lot. You just can't cut it off, can you? Then I think you're I mean, out longer. You don't need a pinky toe. You could cut it off, and then you could like. Yeah, Ronnie Lotjo get a, cut off his pinky at or had his pinky like cut like, off, flopped and, off. Yeah, did he get it like? Um, did he get some like hot steel like under over a fire and then <laughs> like in Braveheart where yeah. they <laughs> seal the wound? Yeah, you do it. <laughs> like, how does someone seal a wound if you cut off a finger? Like, do you is that stitched up? Like, what happens there? Well, since it was back in the day, somebody probably had a cigarette lighter from a car. And just, <laughs> Put it right on top. <laughs> All right, ready to play, coach. Put me in. Uh, what? Uh, you smell like burnt flesh. Yeah, yeah well, I had to. Uh, you know, I had to stop the bleeding somehow. <laughs> good, good, good pull on the cigarette lighters, by the way. I kind of miss those. My, my, you know, when I was a kid, my my stepdad had an old Cadillac. Yeah, and they had the coolest cigarette lighters. You, you could, had to push them in, yeah, push them, let in, them heat went, up, pop, pops out. <laughs> I love those things. <laughs> And you go to a restaurant, smoking everywhere. Yeah. And eventually, Where's they, they took our hand smoke John they, when you need him. Eventually, they they started to take our freedoms away. RJ and gave us what, what section do you want? What game? Smoking or non smoking? Yeah. You're like, eh. not like it mattered because I don't mind the aroma, but I'm the, not a smoker. The the smoking section was never like really closed off. <laughs> no, <laughs> you just had the same room. Yeah. You were just on the other side. So, sometimes they had a wall with glass, but then a big open doorway. <laughs> And it was like, oh, well, the smoke knows not to come out. I mean, I don't miss the the sections. No, the smoking absolutely or not. not. But a part of me misses the nostalgic of the When you walk in, the, smoking or none? Smoking or none? Uh, um, none if you got go it. None. But if I had some, I'd say, yeah, smoking, because smoke them if you got them. Let's go to the phones <laughs> quick. Well, welcome to the show. Who's this? My dad had a cataract. Cataract or Lincoln. <laughs> a a, a cataract or a Cadillac? Yeah, he always, no, he always said cataract. Oh, he called it a cataract? Well, I hope you didn't drive with those cataracts, Charlie, and that Lincoln he had. Yeah, that's never good. Uh, line <laughs> line two, who's this? Good morning, gentlemen. Chad, where the hell you been? Um, I've been listening. I just haven't called in. Okay, as long as we got your ear holes. Now that I'm glad yeah, we got you on no, air, though. I, and, uh, you know, I was talking to uh, uh, your buddy last night a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's holding in there. Yeah, he's getting there, baby. He's getting there. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, I, I think that I still have some questions if you're old enough to smoke yet. <laughs> uh, yes, I am. In fact, uh, when I turned 18, sure? I bought a, a pack of Camel Crushes. You could either do it straight up or menthol. 
Did they ask you to bring a birth certificate because they didn't believe your ID? Uh, <laughs> I did get reamed out. I bought a lottery ticket first because I have like a self-vending machine, and some lady came up and like screamed at me that I'm not old enough to do it. I'm like, here's my ID. It's my, it's my birthday. And then I won $20 in her face when I scratched it off. Uh. <laughs> and I'm like, give me a That's pack of camel I'm crushes. Let's go. Give me a pack of kettles. I need the menthol. It gives the buzz Dude, a little more. I was never really a smoker. But I wasn't I either. I just had to try it. No, I, know I just had to try so it. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Come dude, it, you you haven't lived unless you tried a Camel Crush. Uh, I, I, realized, are they still I around? I apparently have never lived. Are they still around? Camel uh, I don't know, but they, you know what? It, it was cool because it was a cigarette, and then you crushed it, and it was a menthol. Yeah, it was <laughs> great. It was nothing better after uh, maybe you're at a house party with a five dollar keg, and you got a little buzz on. You went and smoked one. <laughs> Not saying I did. I have a friend that did. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like that friend might be you. No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I plead the fifth. I don't think so, too. I plead the fifth. <laughs> yes, but Chad, I can buy I can buy cigarettes. Um, Good for if you. I, if I wanted to, porn, but why? I mean, it's free online, and I'm, I'm married to a smoking hot wife of mine, too, so I'm good there. And then um, lottery tickets. So I'm good there. <laughs> and I can rent a car. Well, oh, there you go. <laughs> You can rent a car. You're over 25. Yeah. Your, your life's fulfilled. Yeah. It is. truly is. Chad. Never, never understood that one. The 25 years old to rent a car. I don't know. Insurance, maybe? I don't know. I think it's insurance related. Yeah, but a lot of people can have their parents' insurance till 26, so why 25? You know what? I've, I've graduated past that, so I don't, I don't, I don't care anymore. <laughs> Chad, don't care. What, what's going on, brother? What uh, Anything? Uh, any ner- nerves about Rogers and that toe? Or is, uh, yeah, you're in the medical field. I mean, what do you what do you do with a toe? Just wait it out. <laughs> well, the, the the bigger concern there is like blood flow. Obviously, if it if it becomes like if the flow of blood because it gets kinked off because it bends or gets displaced, it could become necrotic. If that's the case, oh. then they have to cut it off. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, then he's walking over the lamp. But I mean, it, it's a little bit different. Do you need your pinky toe, Chad? Do you need your pinky toe? Do you need it? Do you need you, it? You gain some balance from it, but I don't believe it is uh, critical as your first couple toes. Do they make prosthetic pinky toes? I don't know the answer to that. You know, kind of like the dog, uh, <laughs> neutered dog, <laughs> they put in a fix. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you guys remember a number of years ago when it was a big deal when Annika Sorenstam wanted to play at Augusta and they told her she, only if she cut off her uh, lead foot big toe? <laughs> what? Yes. Do you remember that? It I, was, I, I, I don't remember it, that. What? I think it was suggested as a joke. Was oh, this an Onion article? It, uh, no, it was like major sports, right? I mean, that's how far we've come in that whole like women's We'll get the research problem. department on that. But, yeah, the, the idea is, is if you're missing your big toe on your lead foot, you'll fall over on your tee shot. So I, I've I don't know seen if that's some... entirely true. <sighs> Did I see someone like they took their big toe off and attached it where their thumb was because they lost their thumb? I think I've seen that. Uh, that's probably happened. Like I think Megan Fox did that because she's got a thumb. No, looking. both her thumbs are just weird looking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing on her that isn't perfect. Right. Okay? Well, besides Machine Gun Kelly on her arm, because that guy's a weirdo. <laughs> oh come on, he's just a tall version of you. <laughs> oh damn it! Does he smoke Camel Crushes though? Probably. Damn it! Maybe it's just because his hair is as blonde as yours. Is that mm. natural? My, mine is natural. His is not. Mine is. Mine is. <laughs> that's the that's that's generations of Viking Norwegians, you know, running through my bloodline. 
the good Norwegian bloodline. <laughs> yeah, strong like Viking, not Minnesota. Absolutefisk. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, dude. Uh, Chad. Diligent. <laughs> yes, yes, Chad. Bears Sunday night. Packers favored by twelve and a half. Are they gonna throttle? I, I, I almost forgot it was Bears week. Uh, Same because it's so like oh, they suck. Almost, almost. That's what almost. happens when you come off of a bye. Said. Yeah. What happens when you come off of a bye? No, like you. Oh, it you takes pre- a while to get back into like a week of football because you're used to not having it. Yeah. Chad, you the man, it's brother. Weird. Packers gonna win big time. Yeah, your name before I let you go. I think they're gonna win. Right. I think they uh, they get the job done. They handle it. I hope they throttle them. I hope it's like the Rogers six touchdowns before the half. Yeah, love it, dude. <laughs> All right, go go get a pack of Camel Crushes and smoke them for me. See you, buddy. Give me oh, a pack of Camels. See you, See you buddy. See you. Uh, line one. Who's this? This is Dan. Hey, what's going on, brother? What's up? I'm just when you, uh <laughs> When you say, yeah, no, a guy I know uh, used to smoke the crushes. It reminds me of Adam Sandler when he when he's uh, Harley's at the bus. He's like, you know, a uh, guy I know, him and her got it. Got, uh, no, 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 they didn't. They didn't. No, they didn't. You can imagine right. if they did, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> uh, what's going on, man? What's up today? What's happening? Nothing, just driving, listening to you guys like I do every day. I love it. I, th- I thank you so much. I appreciate that. You ever smoke Camel yeah. Crushes? Probably, but I <laughs> probably, I don't know, can I say that? I probably blacked out. When yeah, it you can say that. that. You can say that. that. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's 2021, right? Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Don't matter anymore. Um, so uh, when you're talking about this, uh, this whole uh, foot thing, this whole Pam Pam thing, um, <laughs> So um, I hate to, I don't want to uh, bash anyone, but my old trainer uh, in uh, good old Kenosha, Wisconsin, oh, yeah. was named uh, Dino Lorenzi. You may have heard of him. Yeah, I, I've heard of that name. Yeah, that's the Braun, the whole Braun thing. Oh no way! Yeah. Well, um, his thing, his thing was always just ice and stretch. I'm like, dude, my arm is falling off. <laughs> just ice and stretch. just ice and stretch it. You're fine. <laughs> so that's my. That's my advice for A.A. Ron. Well, he's listening. So, uh, here, I'm going to pause yeah, the music. Oh, just, he's listening. You just say it real loud and clear, Dan. Go. go. I said stretch, brother. I said stretch. <laughs> Dan, have a good one, man. <laughs> See you, buddy. Ice and stretch, baby. And rub a little dirt on it, too. You don't need to cut it off. Do they make prosthetic pinky toes? I got a buddy who's got a nudicle. He's got one fake ball. Okay. I, I just assume they just for. Got- Something you could strap on this, to your foot. To, oh, oh, the foot. To give yourself a pinky toe. The foot. It scared me for a second. Yeah. All right, welcome right back. Well, it's just it's just for looks, the nudicle. Like, well, yeah. I, I haven't looked, but. I don't know. It sounds like you've seen it. I have not. But a lot of people that did team up with, you know, companies sponsoring college athletes this year for NIL name image, image likeness, a lot of them didn't really live up to expectations. You know, Spencer Rattler, uh, he was one. Let's see here. Who else was on there? Brennan. I'm looking at Ravel's article right now. Milton King. Hell, you can look at Graham Mertz. Is Graham Mertz? Now he didn't really team up with anyone, did he? Or no, he teamed up with um, a memorabilia company, yeah. I think. And then he had his website, obviously, and his own logo, which you know, Graham Mertz got a little better by the end of the year. But Darren Ravel had an article out, and you had quoted it uh, yesterday on your Twitter account, and he was talking about how name, image, likeness, welcome to the dirty side of name, image, and likeness. He says, this is where the charade gets more pronounced 
with the relationship between boosters and athletes suddenly open, allowed and encouraged, promising quid pro quo deals is easier than ever. So do you want to work through this article and the points he makes? Yes, sir. Because overall, completely disagree with the entire premise. But we have to start there. Because that comment makes it seem like this was the most pure sport of all time. College athletics, before NIL was allowed, there was never money involved. Like, didn't Bo- Tennessee get in trouble for handing McDonald bags full of like twenty, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars? Oh, Archie cash? Miller at Arizona gave like two hundred fifty K to DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. I mean This just- is something that has happened forever. So that starting premise. We've saying, always known it's been dirty. Now that now that it's allowed and kids are allowed to make money off sponsorships and maybe boosters getting involved. Now this has totally corrupted our pure sport that never had anything We've wrong never with done it to start. Any nefarious activities. We never gave a McDonald's bag full of twenty thousand dollars under the table to a kid. Never. Or Rick Patino and uh The hookers? Or I'm sorry, the escorts? The escorts. S- excuse me. At Louisville. Oh, excuse me. Escorts. So at least now they could team up with the escort business. Uh, a different picture, man. Yeah, right, I so, don't think that would be allowed. No. Anyway, that is problem number one. The entire premise is built around one that maybe in Vegas that tries to go back in time and say that we lived in a perfect society with a perfect sport that was never corrupted by anything. Yeah, which is false. Which is totally false. So Darren Ravello here is acting like college football, college sports in general, the NCAA have been squeaky clean. I um. I'm going to have to respectfully disagree, you nerd. And then he's... <laughs> so what's the next point that he's making here in this article, Ben? That First of all, that college sports has been squeaky clean, and now with name, image, likeness, it's opening up this big quid pro quo, wink, wink, deals for athletes to get paid. Um, by the way, I have no problem with athletes getting paid for their name, their image, and their likeness. That should have been happening long before this year. Years ago. Yeah, years ago. It's also, I equate it kind of to the sports gambling industry where uh, sports gambling has been happening for a long time. It was long tied to the mob and mob relations, which, uh, you know, is is not the most pure form of business. You tell me the mob's not pure? So I, I kind of equate it that now that it's allowed, now that sports gambling is legalized, at least it's able to be uh, regulated mm-hmm. and turn into somewhat of a taxable business, if that makes sense. But he goes on, the, his whole point is about Quinn Ewers. Who was a five-star five quarterback. Went to Ohio State. We're going to go to Ohio State, right? Well, he went to Ohio State. He left high school early. Early enrolled in Ohio State. Signed a big deal. Cashed in, I think, a mil plus. $1.4 million with the autograph guru, Gary Takahashi. And he has since entered the transfer portal after that year at Ohio State. And it seems like he's going to go back to Texas, yep. which is where he was from. Yeah. And he calls this cheating because Quinn Ewers pretty much took that money, went to Ohio State, and now is just going to leave anyway. Pretty much saying, now all of the big programs, a la Texas, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, Florida, they're just going to get all the best players because they could throw the most money at them. Which is a funny premise, kind of complaining about the sport that where all the big programs and the big schools get all the best players. That's been happening forever. Remember Reggie Bush? I do. Well, he actually didn't play in college football, and he actually never won the Heisman because his mom took some cars, a house, and other stuff, cash. And this, You may remember that Reggie Bush played for the USC Trojans, but he actually didn't. If you go look at the records, he's not there. So I'm going to read you in the last five years. These are the schools that have the highest ratio of blue-chip recruits. What does this mean? It's the schools that are getting the most four- and five-star recruits as a percentage of all the recruits they get. 
Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, LSU, Oklahoma, Texas, Florida, A&M, Michigan, Auburn, Oregon, Penn State, Notre Dame, Miami, USC. All those programs have been getting the best players forever because they're big programs, they're in recruiting hotbeds, and they have, throughout time, a great reputation of sending those guys to the NFL or, at times, winning national championships. Mm-hmm. Darren Ravel's arguing that now that money is allowed to be involved, now all the big programs are going to get the best players, which is another hilarious so, comment that's been happening forever. So, yes, from, since the beginning of time. If you are a good program, good players want to go to said good program. That's that's. I don't think that's that far of a leap, is it? So Darren Ravel, speaking of good players, um, I wanted to get to the lineman thing. Do you have anything else on this? Well, article? this is okay. I, the the icing on the pretty horrendous cake. So I'll let you say it, but first, what do we know about Wisconsin football? Like lineman university, right? You, if, at one point, the top five highest paid linemen in the NFL all came from Wisconsin. Wisconsin always litters the NFL with just insane juggernauts, motor graders at the line that end up getting paid big money, and they're known for that. Wisconsin is known for being a feeder. Because, as offense. Barry Alvarez perfectly put it when he started, I, we are in a state with a lot of offensive linemen. We're in a state with large football players. A lot of beef. That are best they, their best position is to play offensive line. So Wisconsin is uh, that's what they do. Beef, they are really good at getting the offensive line. What's for linemen, dinner and it's what's on the line for Wisconsin and having success with them. And that's also across the Big Ten. Uh, the, the Big Ten is one of the best offensive line conferences next to the SEC. So Ravel says uh, he's talking about Texas again because it was recently announced that uh, there's an initiative called the Pancake Factory which will give $50,000 to every Texas offensive lineman on scholarship, a way to incentivize them to, to go to the school, which sure. is now allowed. They Texas, must sell a lot of pancakes. Texas does prohibit NIL from serving as an incentive to attend a school, but there is obviously a gray area mm-hmm. when, when it comes to all of that. So he says, with the announcement, every lineman, none of whom are likely to be marketable at all, who is thinking about going to Texas uh, now knows that $50,000 is coming through that program. So that's never going to be talked about directly, but it is uh, pretty much they're going there with that incent. Um, so it says, uh, and linemen are perfect. They're worth $50,000 because their roles on the field are essential. The hilarious part, of course, is that nobody cares about their name, image, and likeness. So Ravel's, his he's saying that no one cares about linemen's name, image, or likeness. He is saying that they are not marketable players. They are not marketable people. Now, when we, real quick, when you think of marketable players, right, what comes to mind? Quarterback, wide receiver, defensive back, or the diva position. Or that fullback of Kansas that caught the two point conversion, got the Applebee's commercial. <laughs> That's the yeah. thing about NIL yeah. is, is these things, some of them are going to happen because you're a big name quarterback, some of them happen because you are a somewhat nobody who makes a big play. And then you get an endorsement deal because of that. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, you can have a you could go somewhere and carve out a nice little niche for yourself and make money with NIL. Look at Wisconsin. You would think Graham Mertz, I mean Graham Mertz team was some memorabilia guy. I don't even know the name. That's how good the deal worked, right? But I know for a fact that the linemen at Wisconsin teamed up with Mission Barbecue. And now I know the season started out a little shaky. But it seemed to work out pretty well. And here's the thing. We talked about Mission Barbecue. I don't know how many times with the offensive line. You could be around here and team up with someone in the area. Because you don't got to be a national brand. You could just be a local brand or a regional brand. And you could team up with someone on the player. And you can have all of a sudden a lot of people talking about you. And it would work perfectly. Like the linemen 
who teamed up with all that beef for Mission Barbecue. That's the whole point of NIL when it comes to college athletics. And that's why I think Wisconsin is in a solid spot when it comes to all this. It's because the state of Wisconsin loves the Badgers. And when you go to local businesses and they start getting involved, this isn't all just, you know, national brands, like national, yeah. I, I don't know, uh, it's not like McDonald's wear, up or uh, Dick's Sporting Not going to do sports books, but yeah. yeah, this is a national brand signing guys and then getting revenue boost so, because of that. It's local, and that's what Wisconsin is. And I would argue that the Wisconsin offensive line is one of the most marketable parts of the team every year, no matter what. So Ravel does, at the end of his article, says, with name, image, likeness, it's actually much easier than uh, you know money under the table. You don't even need a ruse, he says. A group of boosters can pool together to organize a fund declare marketing scholarships of the sorts that will be given out blindly, and then get around the rules by not even having a product to sell. I, I can't believe this is finally allowed. This has never happened before, Ebo. He goes, you don't even need to hide it. He's, but they, had, they didn't really hide it in the past. They were giving it out in McDonald's bags. Yeah. we all. I mean, look at Reggie Bush, for example. Now, they took away his Heisman and all his stats. Uh, Reggie Bush should have those stats you know, officially registered, and he should have his Heisman trophy. We all know that. Cheating, cheating in any sport, every sport, no matter what it is, from giving people money under the table to using, you know, methamphetamines like greenies in the fifties and sixties or sixties, to then using steroids in baseball to whatever they're doing now, uh, you know, in the NFL, it'll it'll always be happening. What's wrong with a player in college now making money off of it? Nothing. And th- think back. You remember Quinn Miners, the guy from Whitewater, who's yeah, now in the Broncos? Grading for the yeah, Denver. Yeah. Who went to the Senior Bowl. He was wearing the cutoff shirt where his chest was out. Oh, yeah. I, he was one of the more marketable people to come from the state to go to the NFL draft. So that whole notion that offensive linemen aren't marketable is a joke. And he came from D3? Exactly. Whitewater, like you said. Yeah. And, and Ravel calls himself a Big Ten guy, yet he's trying to be a purist. And, and also, he says, I, I can't believe we allowed these college kids to make money off their name. Let's look around to see all the terrible things that have happened with this money. J.J. McCarthy, backup quarterback for Michigan, gave $10,000 out to local hospitals during uh, for the holiday season and toy drives. Blake Corum, running back for Michigan, used his, N- his money from NIL to purchase turkeys and distributed to them to families that needed how, it during Thanksgiving. How, awful. how, how dare someone let how these kids dare do you that? Give back to your community. That's just awful. Oh, it's just disgusting. Probably dry turkey too. Unbelievable, dude. Yeah, I mean Darren Ravel's all wet on this, but he's all wet on a lot of stuff. He's sometimes his nerdiness overpowers uh he thinks he's really smart. You know, there's like smart, smart guys, and there's guys that are really smart, but they're actually kind of dumb when it comes to stuff. This is a sense of Ravel being a smart guy, but dumb in a sense of... Yeah, I don't follow him on Twitter. But I saw, I mean, this made the rounds. And it, it's one of those things that you get on that side of the take because no one else is on it when it's clearly the false side. So so NIL deals, Ben, you know, everyone thought the rich would get richer with this. but Things are staying the same. Like, are, are the rich getting richer? And th- you can just have people here make money, finally. And maybe you would get a guy that... Uh, is it that much of a game changer, the NIL deals? I thought originally it would be part partly a game changer for Wisconsin because they are a, I would consider, pretty large market college program in a state that is very passionate about the team, yet they don't usually go get your blue chip recruits at quarterback. Graham Mertz I use as, as an example where a guy like that that's highly rated could come to Wisconsin and become a star instantly as opposed to waiting at an Ohio State behind people to then start. But I, I think, think I don't think it's that big of a like Well, the, I was a little wrong on that because I mean it's I think all it has is I it's kept things the same. 
Is it going to make some of the richer programs a little richer? Yeah. Yeah. But that was going to happen anyway. Anyways, yeah. That's how sports work. The good programs are going to stay good, continue to stay good and get good recruits. And the, some of the programs that are in that tier two area, the gray area, are going to have a struggle at some. But maybe this they can use their advantage like, hey, come here. And if you're a lineman, you can team up with Mission Barbecue, for example, and you can make some money and probably get some good barbecue along the side. Along the way, too, and without having any infractions and being suspended. So, yeah, NIL, I think it. they should always should be making money off their name, off their image, and their likeness. I never understood why a player couldn't sign a jersey that was his name, his number, his jersey, and sell it. I never could, I never understood it. I'm also, glad they can do it. The beauty of it, people brought it up and asked, is it going to take away from people's production on the court or on the field? The beauty of it is the best NIL deals, as I said, with the Kansas fullback, they come after a lot of success. Colin Wilder, the great factory hat. That was the Wisconsin defense yeah. having a lot of success. They start something spur of the moment. That turns into something. Hell yeah. Like The beauty of it is it's going to be organic as the seasons go on and as players make big shots. Like a, a basketball player makes a crazy buzzer beater. Maybe an NCAA tournament. He'll probably get a local deal with yeah, a totally. local restaurant. That's I. It's amazing, and Ravel needs to shut up and yeah, understand where the sport is. Ben, you said you were going to come after him, Howard, right there. Ravel needs to shut up. Maybe he's the one that stole your seltzer. Oh, we figured that out, though. Um, seltzer gate, by the way, does, any any update on that? Yeah. Um, you, not, sla- you slap around someone? Not really. Uh, I need to go back to Trader Joe's and get more. It sounds like someone else, someone, your roommate or something needs to do that for you. Yeah, we're in, we're in an okay spot. We're not in the best spot. Uh, you guys are talking to each other, right? What I need to do is get a better fridge roommate? for my bedroom. Oh, fridge. Fridge isn't large enough. Get a lock. Get a chain. We'll never touch it. One of the most annoying things over this whole, like, are you vaccinated or not thing is people screaming about HIPAA violations. Like, well, know, all those people don't know what, what HIPAA yeah, actually it, is. It's, 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 it's just head scratching. It's like, how do you... So I saw this, this pro football doc Twitter account, not a HIPAA violation, but Aaron Rodgers made a comment on the Pat McAfee show, not about his feet then. What about David Bakhtiari? Bakhtiari had a uh, knee scope coming back from that uh, ACL surgery, right? Had a little setback, had to get it cleaned up, yada, yada, yada. So Aaron Rodgers mentioned on the Pat McAfee show that David Bakhtiari probably not going to be playing on Sunday against the Chicago Bears. Not surprised. Don't need him. And David Bakhtiari quoted the the video of Rodgers saying that, and Bakhtiari said, this has to be some sort of HIPAA violation, right? That's Hashtag, did I do it right? So he's trolling the people with the HIPAA violation. Yes. Kind of thing. So Rodgers uh, didn't make any promises about Bakhtiari coming back, saying he's probably not going to be playing against the Chicago Bears. Packers, a 12-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bears. Yeah, well, I, he's trolling the whole thing in training camp when a lot of people, when they were asked if they were vaccinated during those press conferences early in training camp, which it's, like, it, it's... Aaron Jones even said it. Yeah, it's a valid question because it kind of changes how you operate as a player, and it has something to do with the football field. They said, no, I think that's HIPAA. Which, yeah, it's not. It actually isn't. No, it's not. But yes, people don't need to be prying into your own medicals. Like, well, do you prefer missionary? Do you, uh, you guy that likes reverse cowgirl, Ben? You know, any, anything? Nothing? No? Well, huh? doesn't affect me on the radio. So, <laughs> well, it could. You could pull something. Yeah, but it doesn't. You could pull your back. You could pull, pull your, you know, vocal cord or something screaming out. Oh! I, I definitely have a bad back, but 
You ain't got a layup. That's just because I don't stretch any. Like, I don't stretch any. You enough. always got to stretch before. I, I'm, <laughs> no, in general. Before coming into the radio in, show. Yeah, in general. You got to stretch all the vocal cords. All right. <laughs> all right. 608-321-1670, Twitter Zone Madison. Rogers did discuss his foot, saying that he did the two opinions, uh, but both doctors said the same thing. Time. Rest. Rogers mentioned that he wishes there was another bye week, but he's going to be playing. There's your update on the feet, Benjamin. As we also talked, discussed about cutting it off, but uh, not going to happen. Did you hear what McAfee asked him after he talked about going to L.A.? What did he, what did he say? He asked, hey, uh, did you take a stop in Austin, Texas this time? <laughs> Hang on with Rogan? Yeah, to go, d- yeah. D- to go ask him his well, see, Dana medical White, advice on this. Dana White took his medicals, and he was, because uh, he got COVID, and he was, after three days, fine and easy. Do you, not, do you like, so Joe Rogan obviously has a, you know, a homeopathic way to do things. Do you? Would you prefer they died or got recovered with Joe Rogan? No, advice? I just I personally would not go to Joe Rogan for medical advice. Do you think Joe Rogan is willy nilly doing it, or is he a guy worth millions, hundred million dollars, going to doctors that don't know what they're talking about? I, I'm just saying, me personally, I would not go to Joe Rogan for medical advice. Do you think he went to his own doctors and they advised him a certain way? I I have no idea, but you think a guy worth a hundred million dollars? But why would, is he even the middleman? Well, just because he's got he's busy host, busy host a podcast. Yeah, he's one of the biggest media guys in the in the in the world. Yeah, I, that's and, why he's the name. Oh, yeah. Let's go to the phones. Joe, is that you, Rogan? Good morning, boys. Let's go. Oh, what's Chad, good? what's know, up, man? It is not Joe Rogan. You would bet in the same wavelength. Hate Joe Rogan. I don't hate him. Uh, I just wouldn't go to him for medical advice. Did you want Rogers to I, die? No, of course not. Okay. But I also, I mean, look. I don't go to I don't go to a, a piano tuner to change the oil in my car. Well, let me Why ask you. Why would I go? Do you think Joe Rogan just willy nilly did it, or a guy worth a hundred million dollars was going to jeopardize his own health and went to his own doctors? I, I think he I think he just willy nilly did it. I mean, so? wait. To his point, I wouldn't go to a piano tuner to ask what their car mechanic does to their cars. So when Aaron Rodgers uh, had five hundred pages of homeopathic from his own doctors, did he get it from his doctors? Did he make it up himself? Five hundred pages. Ebo, 500 pages is. I'm just. Is I'm nuts, asking. I'm asking. No, I look. Here's, here's, do you think he did it? Do you think he did it in crayon or finger paint? I, I think <laughs> it, it, it probably was in uh, a number two pencil at least. <laughs> but I will. Say, I will say this. Look, it's just really. It's really simple. Like I, I don't know what the the contempt for doctors is in this country all of a sudden because. Typically, people want to trust their doctors. Now, all of a sudden, they well, don't. I just think they went to a they different want- kind of doctor that some people don't agree with. Well, cer- certainly, but I mean, like, it's so just the, I think you have contempt for a different kind of doctor. No, no, no. I think what you have, what you want to do is like the people that are that are releasing these studies on these vaccines. They've been peer reviewed and they've been tested multiple times. Like, I don't know what a homeopathic study at- involves and what standards are involved. Yeah, and I'm not disagreeing so, with that. I'm not disagreeing with them. This is also yeah, aside so I, from my this is aside from my original point because now we're going back into the weeds of you know the the topic that's been pressing since training camp and well, for the whole my, year. My, my question point was why 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 well Pat McAfee it was a funny comment but I don't get why he needs to be the middleman. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean he's so a huge look, name. Look. Whether he tries to be or not, he's just he's going to be. Yeah, I know, but <clears throat> he's a lightning rod. I mean, I, I I give people people can listen to who they want to. I just have my personal opinion that if you're really listening to Joe Rogan, who by himself, by his own standard, he quoted himself. He's like, I am by no means someone should be listening to for medical advice. Then you're a fool. Like that's just Well, that's I say, I say you're opinion. a fool if you think Joe Rogan just willy nilly did it and didn't go to his own medical team. No, I got it. Or, or Rogers, if he did, 
Which maybe, did. maybe don't say that in your whole diatribe about the whole thing because then people look at you and you're like, and the, and everyone asks, well, why th- why are you going? My to main him? question, I think it's hilarious. My that main, could have been a fact. That my was main left question out. is, uh, did you want Aaron Rodgers to die then because he didn't do something that you wanted him to do because he was looking out for his best interest, his own best interest? So did you want him to die, or did you want him to get better? No. Yeah, nobody wants anyone to die, but you would hope that someone like is, I think he's an intelligent person. I think mean, he's a very he's intelligent actually, person. Yeah, yeah, and I think I here's what I think. With a lot of this stuff, people have like confirmation bias. They want to believe what they want to believe no matter what. So it doesn't matter. I could download them in front of the CDC and some of the highest or, so immunologists and virologists and they still wouldn't believe what they're trying to tell them. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Like people are already kind of set in their way and they hear what they want to hear. That's just kind of the way of the world right now. No, oh, yeah. I mean everyone hates each other over they want people people want to impose their will which they have no right to do on others. And that's why people are not a lot of people, but that's why people are getting upset about certain things. And everyone's, so far, and everyone's so far away from each other. I think there's more people right. in the middle that agree, uh, but social media just gives the minority of a-holes on both sides a huge platform. Yes, and that's the difference between now and 50 years ago. Yeah. But I'll leave, the, I'll leave the rest to you. Hey, Ebo, there's grumblings or rumors about a favorite bar. I know, dude, and there's uh, grumblings and rumors that uh, someone that we both love, me probably a little more because I'm married to her, will be there opening night. Behind the well, bar. That's good news. That's good news to hear. Maybe I'll see you there. Uh, maybe no, you will, Chad. Excellent. See you, brother. All right. See you, buddy. Later. Good stuff. I'll start with an innocent little Joe Joe Rogan comment. Yeah, I was yeah. just saying what Pat Dana, White, Dana said, White got better in I three days too. I thought it was too. funny. I, I I know, but it, you understand. I, I'm sort not going of, into I'm not going into those weeds. I, I'm just saying in general, it was a funny point by McAfee, and Rogers is going to get ripped for it. No, because totally. it was, in my opinion including that nugget in his whole diatribe was not the best decision. Yeah, I think it took focus away from everything else. Like what? No, no, not McAfee, including the nugget weeks ago when Rogers went on McAfee the first time after he tested positive. If oh, that I was one him, of the greatest videos of all time. I probably would not have said the part about Joe Rogan. Well, and why? Well, because then everyone looks at you and asks why you, because then it just raises more questions that also gets off the point of what he was trying to talk about. That monoclonal antibodies, zinc, vitamin D make you better? But then people instantly say, oh, yeah, but you got advice from Joe Rogan, so what are you doing? I'm just saying it wasn't the most intelligent thing to, to include in that whole run. Hmm. I would respectively disagree. All right. thought it was great. It's like I'm allergic to something. I don't want to take this. Also, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the Joe Rogan part. Yeah, and then he mentioned Joe Rogan. He was like, yeah, and then I, I, I consulted my good friend Joe Rogan on medical advice, and then people look at it, and they all take it with a grain of salt because he's so a podcast host. And then when he says, also, I met with my team of doctors, and I had over 500 pages of But no one hears that part advice. because he talked it. But the whole point is nobody hears that part of it because he said I heard, I, well, I heard it loud and clear. Yeah, I know. Some people did, but but the masses did not because they just I know, a lot heard of people the Joe heard Rogan it loud part. and clear. I think some people just hear what they want to hear. <laughs>